You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of Crossover Wednesday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Louis DiBiase of Locked On Eagles. And I'm Ed Valentine of Locked On Giants. And we are going to discuss the Thursday night NFC East showdown game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. You know, both teams that are off to uh, disappointing starts to the 2018 season. Louie, thank you very much for, uh, you know, for spending some time with me. Hopefully, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll try to be friendly here. You know, we'll, we'll try. <laughs> but It's uh, a rivalry for sure. Yes, it is. You know, but, but you know, that, that, that doesn't mean that we can't be friendly for a little while. No, absolutely. And look, this is a must-win game for both of these teams. I mean, the Giants and the Eagles both under 500 right now, but with the way this NFC East is looking, it looks like the NFC East is back again. I mean, the the Redskins are in the lead right now in two and two at 2 and 2. The Giants win this football game and they have as many wins as Washington heading in. So, I mean, it's it's crazy with how the the season has gone for both these two teams that this is an extremely important game and I almost want to say it's a must-win for both when it comes to contention in this division. Oh, I absolutely can say that it's a must-win for the New York Giants. You look at it, they are in last place. They are 1-4. and four. Um, They do believe that they have gotten better, that they've shown signs of improvement, you know, under Pat Shermer, you know, from week one until now. But if they're going to play football games that mean anything this season – Mm-hmm. They have to win Thursday night. Otherwise, otherwise they're one and five, and and really, you know, very little chance of getting to eight or nine wins or whatever. I I, I agree with that. And with for, for the Eagles too. I mean, this is a team at two and three that cannot afford to go two and four with how the schedule is looking. They got to play Jacksonville coming up soon, and Carolina, and all these division matchups are really in the middle of the schedule for the Eagles, and it's tough because it's all inflicted wounds for the birds i mean they have 103 points for this season and 104 against every game has been decided by one possession and it's just you know there's too many mental mistakes and it's all by the same players that you know won that super bowl for the eagles that were a huge part in them winning it all last year and that's what's so frustrating about the start but it's also why i'm still optimistic is because it's not they lost so many pieces from that title team last year it's no lane johnson one of the best right tackles in football has not looked like that so far. And Jason Peters is looking older, and they're getting penalties up front, and Carson Wentz is getting hit. And on defense, you know, teams are taking advantage of Jalen Mills on the outside. So it's all these same guys that were huge in that title run that are struggling right now for the Eagles. So, and But, you know, they suffered another tough loss against Minnesota, 23-21 to on Sunday. This is a huge game for both of these teams on Thursday, and I guess it's good that we get a short week because we both suffered some tough loss on Sunday, and that we got to get that taste out of our mouths. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the Giants and losing games on sixty-plus yard field goals. Thank you I know, very two much, years Jake Elliott. That's got to hurt. <laughs> you know, I, I I was sitting in the uh, in the press box at at the link that day too. Oh that wow! Was, yeah, so. Tough one to swallow. Two years in a row, unbelievable. But anyway, uh, Giants and Eagles fans, what we're going to do here um, as we as we go back and forth a little bit, I'm going to ask Louie three or four questions, you know, about the Eagles. Uh, then we'll take a little break um, and we'll turn that around, and, and Louie will ask me some Giants-related questions. So uh, we'll do a couple different segments here, and we'll open up 
I guess we'll open up uh, talking about the Eagles per se. And Louie, you know, the first question, and, and you sort of already ventured into this topic, but mm-hmm. the Eagles are the Super Bowl champions. They, for all intents and purposes, with the exception of, you know, a couple of guys on the coaching staff, uh, they basically have the same team with you know, the star quarterback who didn't play in the Super Bowl last year, and yet they're right. off to a 2-3 and three start. What is the deal? It's really a combination of a lot of frustrating reasons, and it's not just – I mean, Carson Wentz has come in since tearing his ACL. He returned week three against the Colts, and he has looked – it's not – you know, to the same level as last year when he almost won MVP. If he didn't get hurt, he probably would have won it. And he he looks just as good. The problem, again, is they're making mistakes that they made in 2016 when Carson Wentz was a rookie and Doug Peterson was a rookie head coach and they were, you know, a new team trying to mesh together. And they were 7-9 and nine because they weren't they weren't figuring things out they weren't learning how to close out games and they were making the same mistakes they are this year and you would expect that from a team that has a new coach and a rookie quarterback in 2016 when honestly that team started off 3-0 and and they could have made the playoffs but they just couldn't figure it out late in games and they kept shooting themselves in the foot whereas last year you go from 7-9 and to 13-3 and and a lot of it was because they learned how to become that cohesive unit and they learned how to close out games and really come up big in the fourth quarter and start off fast. That's another thing too is that this offense is not starting off fast. So they're they're not getting the run game going. They're not they're not able to get creative because they're down by so many points to start that they really just have to throw 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 to get back in it. So Carson Wentz said it best this week. They're making rookie mistakes. They're veteran championship caliber players that are making rookie mistakes and you know they should have did that two years ago but now there's just really no excuses and it comes from everywhere the offensive line the secondary I don't think defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz has had a great year so far Doug Peterson the play calling in the red zone they've struggled it's just a combination of a lot of self-inflicted wounds and but it's also why I'm still optimistic again at two and three they could easily be oh and five but they could easily be five and oh right now if a couple of plays go their way so I'm still optimistic but it's got to start with a big win this Thursday against the Giants it's two desperate teams once again you know I was gonna say I still look at this Eagles team as the one I mean if there's a team in this division that's going to go on a run and and win this division you know by a couple of games I still believe that it has to be the Eagles. I look at, you know, Dallas. I don't think Dallas is a good team at all. The Redskins, I'm sorry, I'm not a believer in the Redskins. I've never been a I'm big believer you. in Alex Smith. I'm just, and I'm not a Jay Gruden fan. You know, I look at, I look at this division, and, I mean, you agree with me that, you know, if there is going to be one team you know, that is able to pull away, you know, and win this division, you know, without it having to go down to the final week, you know, that it could be and should be the Eagles? I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. And again, it's why I'm feeling really good. Right now it's panic town in Philadelphia. And I think it's just, you know, a lot of fans, they're going to act that way regardless. And with the the risen expectations after the Super Bowl win this year, it, it makes sense. But you look at these teams right now, the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, who I've never really been a big fan of, and I think he's extremely limited as a quarterback, and he's got a, a limited receivers. They have the lowest you know, uh, yards after the catch for receivers in the NFL so far. I'm not scared of Dallas. Again, for Washington, I think their ceiling, it's going to be 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight with Alex Smith, and with 
the Chiefs, they were able to make the playoffs every year with Alex Smith because they had Andy Reid, who's a QB guru, and they had weapons around him. Whereas with Washington, he's got an old running back in Adrian Peterson behind him. His best target might be, I mean, Reid when he's healthy. If not, it's Chris Thompson in the backfield. So I'm not scared of Washington. And the Giants, too, look, I mean, the Giants, they have a lot of weapons on offense. But with, when you don't have a great offensive line, the three most important parts to me in building a championship caliber team or just a good team in general is the offensive line, the defensive line, and quarterback and right now I feel like with the Giants those aren't three positions that scare me from New York so meanwhile the Eagles again are returning the majority of their core from last year that ripped off you know 10 straight nine straight wins in the regular season and won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles at quarterback when Wentz went down so yeah I'm with you I think the favorite still has to be the Eagles so let's look at Thursday night's game if Mm -hmm. you're the Giants and and we'll do this in two parts if you're the Giants on offense you know and you you've got Saquon Barkley you've got Odell Beckham Evan Ingram won't be playing you know which is a you know which is a, a an issue for the Giants but you're the Giants how are you attacking this Eagles defense I'm just going after Odell I'm just going after Jalen Mills all game long and I'm trying to hammer the ball to Odell Beckham I think that's really where you're going to have the most success. Odell Beckham is great when it comes to double moves. We saw it in the last matchup these two teams had late in the season last year when Nick Foles had his first start. And the Giants' offense had a lot of success. I think Eli Manning had over 400 passing yards, and a lot of it was because they are taking advantage of this reactionary secondary and this reactionary defense, really. Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills have struggled at cornerback for the Eagles right now. And with Rodney McLeod out for the season, they're using a rookie cornerback in Avante Maddox, who they have in the fourth round. They moved him from nickel corner, where he played in the preseason, to safety now. And I feel like that that's where you really can exploit this team is by taking advantage of those guys. And, you know, despite the Giants being 28th and rushing so far, play action has worked against this Eagles team despite teams not being able to run on this defense the Eagles are second against the run this year but yet play action has absolutely killed them and it's again because the Eagles defense is very reactionary and look two back-to-back weeks there's been quarterbacks that have completed 80 or in in two times two occasions this season with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Kirk Cousins they've had 80 plus completion percentage on Philadelphia the Eagles are going to give you a cushion. They're going to let you get a lot of yards. It's up to you to really take advantage in the red zone where the Eagles have kind of really buckled down so far this year, and they've won two games because of it. So I would say play action, feed the ball to Odell Beckham, and get the ball out quick because this Eagles pass rush is still really good, and they're disruptive, and they have the same amount of sacks at this point that they did last year. But it's really hard to get to the quarterback with a four-man pass rush when the quarterback's getting the ball out in under two and a half seconds. So it's really get the ball out quick and get it to your weapons and take advantage of what has not been a great secondary so far this year. So let's look at the other side of the ball. Um, The Giants, you know, defensively have not really been good so far this year. But when you look at this matchup, are there things about the Giants' defense, you know, that concern you players or mm-hmm. schemes or anything about the Giants defense in this matchup you know that really concerns you you know from the from the Philly side I think the secondary for the Giants I think they've played pretty well this year and you know if the Giants if the Giants can get home on the Eagles it's which I mean the how, how have you kind of evaluated the Giants pass rush this year as it has it hasn't really been that great right uh non-existent 
Right. So, and that that's a huge part of this, though, because the Eagles' offensive line has really struggled with pass protection. So this might be an opportunity for the Eagles' offense and through the air to finally take over a game. But, you know, that really, that last line of defense, that giant secondary, if they get their hands on Nelson Aguilar and if they can take Alshon Jeffrey out of this game and buy the Giants' pass rush some time, the Eagles' offensive line has been, you know, they, they've allowed – pass rushers to get to Carson Wentz outside of Josh Allen I think it's Blake Bortles Carson Wentz has been hit more than any quarterback in the NFL this year so if the secondary can help get some coverage sacks for this Giants team that's one part I'm nervous about it's really Alshon and Aguilar and Zach Ertz they got to win their one-on-one matchups they have to get open for Carson Wentz because you know I expect a turnaround from this Eagles offensive line it's still the same unit that was the the elite unit that won the Super Bowl last year, but they have not played it like it's this year. So if the Giants' corners can hold this Eagles' offense for just a little longer for the Giants to get home, you know I'm not expecting that to be the result, but I feel like that's got to be the Giants' game plan. Is you know hopefully that those corners can can get after those receivers and buy you some time because again this offensive line for the Eagles has underperformed so far this year. Louis, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. We'll come back and then uh, we'll flip this around and and you can ask me uh, you know some Giants related questions. All right, sounds good. Locked On NFL is becoming everyone's favorite daily national NFL podcast. Mondays, it's the local experts on the biggest stories of the week. Tuesdays, former NFL quarterback Sage Rosenfels joins Matt Williamson. On Wednesday, it is Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. Thursdays, the great Mike Sando of ESPN joins the show. And on Fridays, get Matt's picks for the weekend games. Giants fans, let's talk about advice. Patty and I are always being asked for it. But one thing we can't do is tell you who is going to win or lose the games. If you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. My bookie has been in business for years, has great online reviews, and offers an easy-to-use mobile site. You win, MyBookie pays. It's that simple. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Wait until after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and MyBookie will give you an extra $25 free play on deposits of more than $100. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate this special offer for our listeners. With my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, welcome back, everybody, to Crossover Wednesday here, Locked On Eagles uh, and Locked On Giants edition. So now we're going to flip the switch. We're, we're going to talk, we're kinda, I'm going to ask Ed now some questions about this this Giants team and this matchup between the Eagles and Giants tomorrow night and Thursday night football. Real quick, Ed, are the Giants wearing their their vintage jerseys tomorrow night? Honestly, I don't know. I'm just. Uh, I think I, they might be wearing the Giants the the Giants going across the helmet. You know, I love that. You know, I love Me too. That. I love the white pants, and I I I've never been to be honest with you. I've never been a fan of the lowercase ny. I'm with you. I, I love the the Giants going across, and I think it's a great opportunity. 
too bad the Eagles don't have the ability to wear Kelly Green jerseys right now because the NFL uh, Twitter account just tweeted out a highlight of Randall Cunningham against this Giants team in the 90s. And looking at those those two jersey combos, it'd be great if you had like a throw throwback night football type thing. But you know the NFL, you can't have two helmets, so the Eagles can't really have that Kelly Green helmet. But you just uh, I think that'd be a, a really cool thing because the Giants have been rocking them the past couple of years, but the Eagles don't have that ability yet. But so let, let's get into it though here with, with, with this Giants team. Add this offense, you look at the weapons going across the board with Odell Beckham and Saquon Barkley, and when Evan Ingram is healthy and Sterling Shepard, you know, that that's a scary offense, especially with how susceptible this Eagles secondary has been. But, you know, it doesn't really seem like, again, they're utilizing that offense to its fullest potential, and a lot of it comes down to, of course, the offensive line, but on Eli Manning, too. And I looked at the stats, they're not terrible, and you know, they, they almost came back. They had the lead late in that fourth quarter against Carolina. But how, how have you evaluated Eli Manning this year? I mean, is he – Odell Beckham was in the news this week for talking about how he feels like he's being held back. Is that because of Eli Manning? Well, all right, so we'll start with the Eli part of this. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Eli's in his 15th season. Everybody, you know, there are Giants fans. There are people, you know, outside – Everyone is pretty much dug in on what they think, you know, Eli Manning is or is not at this point in his career, and and for that matter, what he's been throughout his career. The reality of it is, through five games, I think Eli has given both sides ammunition. He's completing, you know, a a career high seventy one point seven percent of his passes. He's had two games that I thought were Really, really, really outstanding. The victory over the Houston Texans, he was 25 out of 29. Mm-hmm. The Giants scored 27 points. You know, um, and Sunday against the Carolina Panthers, he threw two interceptions. Um, but I think if, if you look at you know some of the advanced statistics, the ball was going down the field farther and more often, you know, for him than it has all season long. The Giants created some big plays. He was sort of vintage Eli on Sunday against the Panthers because it didn't always look pretty, but when it came down to the fourth quarter when the Giants needed points and you guys saw this a, a year ago in Philly in the, in the Jake Elliott right. game. When it came down to the fourth quarter, he was fearless. He made the big throws. He made the deep throws. He took shots. He looked like, you know, the Eli Manning of of five or six years ago. You know, and yet there have also been games this year where it's been, you know, check down, check down, check down, throw the ball quick, just dump it to Saquon Barkley. You know, throw two-yard checkdowns on third and 14. And some of that is the game plan. Some of that is the offensive line. You know, some of that is just the way that teams have been defending the Giants. But, you know, those games where he hasn't been aggressive, you know, give the the anti-Eli crowd some ammunition. And the other two games, you know, give the, the crowd. And I happen to be in the in the group that says... Eli Manning can still play. There there are limits to what he can do because he's not going to beat you with his feet. 
you know, like a Carson Wentz can, like a lot of NFL quarterbacks can now. You know, but if you give him a chance in the pocket and you give him a running game that works, you know, I still think he can make throws. You know, so for me, I think he's given both sides ammunition. I just think that it, it comes down to, you know, can he can they keep him comfortable in the pocket and, and can they can they attack down the field? So I, I feel that I, I, th- I think, too. You know, a part of this offense, the struggles is also come up front with the offensive line. And this is an Eagles team that likes to bring a four man pass rush with, you know, the rotation of Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett and Michael Bennett and Chris Long and even rookie Josh Sweat from the fourth round out of Florida State last year. He had a good game last week against Minnesota, made some interesting plays. So that's really what they like to do. How worried are you about this Eagles pass rush? Are the Giants, is the offensive line going to be able to hold up? And, I mean, that's a big part of it, especially when you have a guy like Eli Manning back there that is not a Carson Wentz and is not mobile and can't really extend plays with his legs. How concerned are you about that? Do you think that they're going to try to get the ball out quickly? But, again, that does sometimes, you know, take out big plays down the field. Well, to be honest with you, I always worry about the front four with the Eagles, you know, when, when they face the Giants. You know, Fletcher Cox and, and company, you know, are hard to handle. And, you know, we, we see that all the time when these two teams play. You know, this this offensive line, you know, Pat Shermer has, has said that the Giants will only really go as far as the offensive line takes them. Dave Gettleman, the new GM, you know, made it clear when he took the job that rebuilding the offensive line was a priority. And the Giants have a completely new group. The interesting thing is, I think we incrementally have seen this group get better this season. They surrendered one sack last week against the Panthers. The last two weeks, you know, Eli has had more plays and more opportunities, you know, to stand in the pocket and go through his progressions than he had the first couple of weeks. The interesting and really unexpected thing for me is that the run blocking has been absolutely atrocious. I think the 28th Giants, in rushing, I believe, this year. And it's not just 28th in rushing. They lead the league in negative rushing plays. In rushing yeah, there's plays, too many times where he's running for his life back there. Well, I look at it this way. Almost every yard that Saquon Barkley has gotten this year has been on his own. Right. Every every big play that he's created has been completely on his own where he somehow managed to get in a one-on-one situation and, and made somebody miss because, because in the open field, I don't care if it's as a runner or as a pass receiver, in the open field, the first defender does not tackle Saquon Barkley. It just does not happen. So but the but you know, but for me I see improvements in the Giants' offensive line, you know, at least in pass protection. They just haven't done anything to help that running game. You know, it's a work in progress, and I think week to week, you know, the question with the Giants, the you know, the big question on offense is going to be what are they going to get from that offensive line. So, you know, the short answer is, yeah, I'm worried about what they'll do and how they'll handle that Eagles front. Yeah, I mean, look, Saquon Barkley's still averaging 4.3 yards a carry this year despite all those troubles up front. So, But, again, it's another tough test. The Eagles are second against the run this year, grading 
interior line to stop that run. I mean, you look at Brandon Graham, too, one of the best run stoppers on the edge, and Jordan Hicks and Nigel Bradham at linebacker. So that'll be an interesting matchup to watch. How about for the Eagles offense going up against this Giants defense? The Giants are 27th right now against the run, but the Eagles only have Corey Clement this week and Wendell Smallwood at running back. That'll be an interesting matchup. Where do you think this Eagles offense should attack the Giants? Well, it's interesting. I I will just say one thing. You know, memo to Doug Peterson, number 98, the guy in the middle, is really, really, really good. And it's really, really, really dumb to run the ball directly at him. I watched the Houston Texans, you know, in week three this year, run the ball Again and again and again and again, right between the guards, right at Damon Harrison, and go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do, run the ball somewhere else. Run the ball to the edges of the Giants' defense. Do not run it at Damon Harrison and Dalvin Tomlinson and B.J. Hill right in the middle. Get out on the edges. You know, and, and, and try to run, whether it's with your quarterback. I don't know how comfortable the Eagles are, you know, running zone read kind of stuff. The Giants haven't defended that at all this year. But if you're going to run the football, get out on the edges. Don't go right up the middle. And I think that's an interesting part of this because the the – the Eagles like to do a lot of outside zone. They like, I mean, in this offensive line, look, they haven't pass protected well, but against the run or for the run, they're still doing really well up front. And one part of this too, Doug Peterson talked about it this week, how RPOs defenses have kind of gotten better at solving them. But I feel like that's another part of this. They might try to, to get away from that interior. They might use some RPO action here to get Wentz, get the pocket moving, you know, make things easier for Wentz. Well, we'll see how the offensive line performs because, again, it really all comes down to that. But, yeah, I think, you know, you talked about it for the Eagles' rushing attack going outside. Corey Clement was really good at that last year. Wendell Smallwood has the explosion to get out there. So that'll be an interesting matchup to watch as well. And for me, it just it really comes down to, you know, Carson Wentz, though, back there, if they can give him time. I saw this on Twitter today. His 16-game projection so far this year would be over 5,000 yards, 5,018 to be exact, a 67% completion percentage, 27 touchdowns, and only five picks. And that's just nine months removed from you know recovering from a, a torn ACL. So for the Giants, how do you think they're going to try to contain Carson Wentz? I mean, has the secondary been that good? What, what's your evaluation now You know, when the Eagles are passing the football? Well, here's the thing. You know, that that I, I said earlier, the Giants' pass rush has not been very good, all right? Um, I They're toward the bottom of the league. I don't have the numbers in front of me. They're toward the bottom of the league in sacks. They just haven't created enough pressure. But what I'm interested in, you know, both against the run and the pass, is Olivier Vernon uh, is uh, is actually going to play Thursday night for the Giants. And OV has not played yet this year due to a high ankle sprain that he suffered in the middle of the preseason. Second year in a row that he suffered you know, a high ankle sprain. I think last year's cost him four games. This year's cost him five so far. And OV is their best edge player, period, mm-hmm. against the run or the pass. And he's not a dominant um, Chandler Jones, you know, 15, 17, 18 kind 18 sack per season 
you know, kind of player, but he's the best edge player on this roster. He's one guy who can impact the quarterback. And I want to see, you know, I don't know how much he's going to play, but I want to see if he can have an impact on the game because the Giants desperately need something off the edge. And, and, and I think, you know, OV, you know, right from the beginning of, of training camp, we knew that, that he was their best chance to get it, and we haven't seen it so far. So I'm anxious to see if he can, uh, if he can have an impact on that pass rush and, and on Carson Wentz on Thursday night. Absolutely going to be another fun matchup to watch. Let's take one more break and have a word from our sponsors. This is Crossover Wednesday, Locked On Eagles, Locked On Giants edition. Giants fans, we all love a night out, whether that's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite sports team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. Sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of 200 or more. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of 200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime, and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Hey, Giants Nation. Need a little extra swag for game day? Loci has got your back with their brand new game day collection. If you haven't heard this name before, well, let me tell you about Loci. Their high-quality bracelets come with an amazing message and support incredible causes. The Loci bracelet comes in giant's colors and holds water from Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth, and mud from the Dead Sea, the lowest point on Earth. It's a daily reminder to keep balance in life between the highs and the lows. Since Loci is friends of the Locked on Giants podcast, they are offering you an exclusive discount of 25% off all game day collection bracelets. Visit lokai.com. That's L O K A I.com and use the promo code Giants25 to take advantage of this amazing deal. All right. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Louis DiBiase at Valentine Lockdown. Eagles Locked On Giants crossover Wednesday edition. Ed, as we wrap up the show, What's your thought? Just quick outlook on tomorrow's game. Again, a big one, a must win for both of these NFC East teams. How are you feeling right now? I mean, do you have a prediction yet so far? Are you confident in a Giants win here on Thursday? What's going through your head? Oh, I'm definitely not confident in a Giants win, Louie. I mean, I I look at it this way. I, I seriously believe that the Giants have an opportunity to win this football game. I do believe that they are trending up. I do believe that we've seen some signs that 
that you know areas of the football team have been getting better you know on offense they've played really well two out of the last three weeks um you know defensively they're getting vernon back and you know desperation is a can be a a really good thing and and they will be a desperate football team thursday night the thing that gnaws at me is i think they have a chance to win this game but it's an upset if they win it and Mm. it's really i can't remember the last time that this that the giants beat you know what i would consider to be a really good football team so for me I think they can win. I think they have a shot to win. But I need to see them, you know, prove to me that they can, in a big spot, in a big game, go beat a good football team. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think, look, this is a, this is really going to come down to who, and it's so cheesy, but who's more desperate and who who wants this game more? And I, I hate to use that cliche, but it's, it's really, again, both of these teams, their backs are against the wall. And when you just keep losing games, I mean, this would be a three-game lo- losing streak for the Eagles. Eventually, you know, just in the locker room, that does, that does a number on you. And it eventually it can just snowball. And that's why, you know, one of these teams, they got to get back from underneath this. And I'm look again, this Eagles team to me, it's all self-inflicted. I'm still seeing glimpses of that 2017 Eagles team in this, but I'm also getting glimpses of that 2016 team. So who do they want to be? That's what I really talked about this week on the podcast is really the Eagles need to decide what, what team they want to be. Do they want to be the team that makes mistakes and you're at eight and eight and thinking, man, we should be in the playoffs. Or are you the team that takes advantage? And when your backs are against the wall in close games, you take over. So I'm, I'm predicting an Eagles win here. I think they should be the favorite even on the road, but I think this is going to be closer than people think. I know the numbers don't really look good for the Giants on both sides of the football, but you know that that passing matchup with this Eagles secondary, I think there's ways to 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 beat this Eagles team. It's really if they can get to Carson Wentz like teams have with blitzes and with stunts, and on the you know on the defensive on the offensive side for the Giants, it's. You know, can Eli get the ball out before this pass rush gets there and take advantage of a team? Not only, I didn't even mention that, I mean, they're playing soft coverage, but in soft coverage, you want to tackle well, and Ronald Darby has not tackled well. So if they're going to target him on the outside, I would not be surprised if they go that route. And even with Jalen Mills, you know, target Darby with the physicality and target Mills with the speed and athleticism because both of those guys have been struggling mightily so far this year. But I still think, with all that being said, the Eagles' defensive numbers have still looked pretty good this year, so I think they're going to come out on top in a close one. Louis Eagles, Giants, always fun. This has oh, yeah. been a lot of fun, and uh, you know, thanks, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, Giants and Eagles fans. We hope that you've enjoyed it, and uh, I'm sure that Louis will be back, uh, you know, as, as soon as he can, you know, with a breakdown of uh, of how the uh, how the game went from the Eagles side and absolutely. And I know that uh, Pat Trainum, my usual co-host, and I will actually be back on Friday morning with a uh, with a look at uh, at how the game went from the Giants' perspective. And you know, with with that said, I think we will sign off. We'll call it a show, and uh, we thank you for listening. Bye bye now.